Hello, welcome to Modern Sisyphus, the podcast that talks about my weight loss journey and how I feel about it. My name is Selena and I am here with Lorray. Hi, Lorray. Hi. And uh, we are ready to talk about my week. So, yes, diving right in, um, talking about the progress report. So, Unfortunately, this week I didn't weigh myself because I didn't have access to a scale this weekend, but that's okay because one of my goals from last week or tasks, I should say, was to take my measurements and I did. Yes. Do we want to just dive right into that? Um, can I first say that I remember when I actually suggested you take your measurements, you're like, no, I don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> like a couple weeks ago, you're like, nope, don't want to do it. And I was like, nope, you're going to do it. <laughs> and here we are. And I'm so excited. And I want to hear all about it. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. I'm glad one of us is excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so the, right. yeah, it's. Okay, so why am I not excited? And I mentioned a while ago, a couple episodes ago, when you when you first mentioned measurements. And the reason why I have a harder time with measurements than I do with the scale. And I think I think the reason why is because measurements take longer and they're smaller than the scale if you were to just look at the two and compare them. So that might be why. And also, like I said, last year I did the whole thing where I took my measurements and then I did a program and I took my measurements again after three months and there was no change. In fact, I gained inches and I really was like, WTF, (laughs) come on. (laughs) So that was a pretty of a back back step. But I will say was this year and with what we've been doing in my mindset and meditations, it definitely changes. And while I was taking my measurements, I was very detached from them. Like you suggested, I, before I even started, I told myself out loud, these are data points. That's it. All you're doing is literally getting numbers for parts of your body, but they don't really mean anything right now. So I think that's some good news right there. Woohoo! Dude, I just had a thought. Okay. Maybe because I don't think you're alone with this whole, like people don't like taking measurements or they have other people do it for them. What, uh, this might be a random thought. Okay. What if like measurements are, um, much more definitive than a scale because a scale you can be like water weight is a pound or you're like oh I just had extra coffee and now I'm really bloated or something you know what I mean like like the scale is a little bit more forgivable I guess you can say the measurements because like like you can you know oh I'm heavy and I just because I got out of the shower my hair is wet or uh yeah I have extra water today or this or that or you know, maybe if I took off all my clothes, it, you know, it would change or it's because I have clothes on, you know, like all these different excuses and all these different things come into your head with a, with like a scale. You know what I mean? 
and versus like when you measure that down to like the centimeter or inch or, or whatever, it's real definitive too. And you can either, it's like black and white change, no change. That's it. And maybe that's one of the other reasons why maybe, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, what if like other people have that fear of measurements and versus doing a scale? I don't know. What do you think? I think you're onto something with you saying that what popped in my head was measurements don't lie. They tell, they tell the truth and they don't, it's always going to be pretty much the same unless you have that change, but it's also slow. Whereas like you said, with the scale, you could weigh yourself in the morning and you could weigh yourself four hours later and it would be read totally different. Whereas you wouldn't necessarily have that with measurements. Right. So we, we don't, yeah. So we don't like measurements because, uh, they don't lie. So we can't rationalize it. We have to accept it for what it is. Whereas with the scale, (laughs) it's like, you know, you can rationalize it. Like you said, I like it. Cool. Answers. Love it. Okay. So tell me about these, like, first of all, which did you end up using inches or uh, centimeters? I did inches. Cool. Okay, so Evane's coming to say hi. She's going to be here for the reading of the right inches. On. All right. So thighs, both thighs read the same, which was 27 inches. Uh-huh. My hips, 46 inches. Uh-huh. Waist, 35 inches. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Chest, 40 inches, arms, my left was 14, and my right was 14 and a half. (laughs) I think we know which side is my dominant side when it comes to usage. I was like, which side is your dominant side? (laughs) And my neck was 13 and a half. Okay. So there we go. So cool. So we're not even going to compare that to like, oh, well, mine this is a matter. Another person is blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to compare that. You better not even think about that kind of stuff because these are just numbers. These are data points, like we said. You know what I mean? To collect along the journey of your thing. So I don't want you to, and I'm sure other people would do this too, or I would, I probably would do this as well. Like, oh, what am I, what am I supposed to be? Or what is my, you know, what should I actually be or in comparison to someone and be like, Oh shit, I'm way off. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and make it feel bad, you know, make myself feel bad about myself. I think I, I think I've done measurements before and I think my like hips were like 40 something. I think I was doing a lot of squatting and I was like, Oh my Lordy, like I am five foot four and I have 40 something like a 40, 40 inch hips or 42 somewhere on there. And I was like, ah, but I'm also Mexican, so I do have wider hips genetically. I'm like, hey, screw it. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to, like, just touch base and make sure that you didn't do any sort of comparison to other people, but you just took it as raw data. Yes, I right. can say I with confidence that that was the case. I think Woo. 
preparing myself, talking to myself, also that I had taken them back in February, that that may have eased it because I had just done it. It wasn't something that I did, you know, years and years and years ago. So it was, I had a little bit of getting used to it time. You, I guess you could say, um, I should have, which I was kind of silly not to, I should have written down what they like, at least compared it to what I took before. You may might meow into the mic. She's kind of showing interest in us right now. So I, I can actually get those measurements too if we want me to, to get those from when I first did this back in February. Um, uh, do you want to? Maybe the next time we pull it out. No, next time you next time you measure. Okay. Pull it out February's. Okay. Yeah. Don't that put any sense. association with this one just yet. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good good call, Lorraine. This is this is why I like you. <laughs> you help me. <laughs> well, I would be the curious one and be like, okay, because I can see where this would go in my head. I'd be like, ah, shit. You know what I mean? If like, oh, I gained blah 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 inches or oh, well, and then I would end up it would end up becoming this cycle of like, ah, crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, not a good mindset where you want to start. You're reframing that association of those numbers right now, like. You know what I mean? Like reframing what that means or, or so, so it's not emotionally attached to you in that way. And then like next time we can, we'll do another month or so. And maybe at the end of the month, we'll see where things are. And maybe we can pull off February. They're like, oh, cool. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I like that plan. So just so I'm clear, I will be taking my measurements again in a month from when I took them the first ones on Sunday, right? Yeah. So Sunday was the 19th or so it'll be mid May is when I'll be taking Uh them again. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about realistic progress with Because I I do want to know if I'm going to be measuring myself in a month for inches, what is healthy inch loss or gain? What is showing progression in the way of what I am looking for that's towards my goal? Ah, so you need like an end goal thing, like an idea of where you're going, what you're doing. Yeah, so let's okay. say I, okay. I weigh, like I take a measurement and it says I lose, I've lost half an inch or I gain an inch or is that good, bad? Like, what does that mean? Why don't we just see when we get it? It's going to kill you, isn't it? It's totally going to kill me, man. Because <laughs> I, right. I just, I want to know, you know, when you lose weight, if you're trying to lose weight and you weigh yourself, right. losing no more than two pounds is healthy. Well, how does that work with inches? Right. Okay, well, you're, okay. Uh, hmm. Let's, 
Yeah, that's an interesting question, first of all, because everybody can always lose weight differently and loses it in different spaces, places differently. Because we know that we know that losing weight and losing adipose tissue, um, it happens all over your body. It just doesn't happen like in just your your abdomen or just your butt or just your whatever. You know what I mean? It's all over. So I would hypothesize. And we can kind of see how, you know, what it is. Like, we're not going to get anything crazy like losing four inches or six inches in, in you know, in four weeks. That's a little bit nutty. Mm-hmm. But we might find that you lean out an inch or so. Hey, Bane. Uh, thanks for the input. I know. Very encouraging. Um, so I think also, like, you might expect to get a little bit smaller inches in your... Um, arms, neck, and waist, but you might get a little bit bigger in your butt and thighs. You might get a little bit smaller in everything. Who knows? That's what I mean. Like, I don't, I think, and I mean, this is the, the nutritionist part. If we can get, if we wanted to get technical, I can do that next week. Yeah. Like what would be good for your body type? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, cause this is off the top of my head right now, but. I think that maybe uh, we can, like, the next time you take, you know, you can take, uh, we take your measurements. Let's see where everything distributes. Like, or did you lose it all over? Did you lose a little bit of space? And did you gain some, you know, an inch or two in your legs or not or your arms or whatever, you know? Okay. But we can get technical. We can get technical. Let's get technical next week. We can talk numbers if we want to. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna ask good. you. I'm gonna ask you one more question about uh, inches, though, real quick. Do it. So ten ten pounds when you ten uh-huh. pounds gaining or losing is approximately one pant size. Uh huh. Do you know what the equivalent to that is for measurements? Or is that dependent on your body type, your, or where you lose it is obviously it's on where you lose it, but do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, yes, I, I do. Um, not on the top of my head, to be honest with you. I can't remember, but. I can have an answer for you next week. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. I can have something relatable for you. So you have like kind of a goal, goal setting versus a let's see where we go kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can totally do that because I can't remember to be honest. <laughs> but that's okay. You know? Oh, it's I'll 100% have, okay. I'll have a better answer. Yeah. But I'm curious to see what it will, what your, uh, well, your measurements will be in a month. And then what if it doesn't change? If it doesn't change, then I'm hoping at least my weight will by that time. If it doesn't change, I don't know what that would mean. I can project that I'd probably be frustrated. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's just the question. And that's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm wondering if I should, ex- what would it be realistic to expect? 
because let's say I only lose half an inch. Well, is that realistic? Is that healthy? Is that good? You know, but I like that you have homework this week too. (laughs) (laughs) We'll both have homework this week. I like it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well then that's going to be the other question, I guess. I guess that's the looming question will be what if it changes and what if it doesn't? Yes. Maybe we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I, if. I'm okay with that. Okay. It's just a thought. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. Do oh, you remember that? Oh my gosh, Evane is so talkative today. Do you remember the first time you learned about measurements and how did you take it and what it meant to you uh-huh. and... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember the first time I did measurements. Okay, so it wasn't even measurements. I was in a kinesiology class, and um, with, so you have to remember, so I was going through with the emphasis on, like, rehabilitation, so my mindset was a little bit different than some of my other friends. Um, I'm in an exercise science, like, emphasis, but without, my intention was always going to go into physical therapy, so I had a different perspective on things. Um, so I have, so I'm in a room with a bunch of these amazing athletes, right? And yes, like I, you know, ran and I exercised and, and the things, but I mean, I had some stellar athletes in my class, which is great. Um, very smart people too. Uh, my professor was an a-hole. <laughs> he was one of the most annoying pushy, ridiculous professors I've ever met. Now, I, if they're, you know, 30-something on me now, going back to his class, I probably would enjoy it and be like, oh, you're actually kind of smart. <laughs> 20-something on me was like, this guy's a piece of something. So, um, yeah. So, we learn measurements. But instead of taking measurements, you take you have this thing called a caliper, and it's you take, um, you pinch your fat is what you do. And it's this little pinchy thing that has like a scale on the end of it. And it looks like, um, like it, I don't know how you, it's this weird little thing that measures how much in, I think it's in centimeters, how much like fat is between your pinchy thing. So right. think like, um, think like a grill, you know, like a, or, uh, tongs and then have something on the end of it with a needle and it shows you how much fat you have. Yes. Right. I've done so this before. Right. You've done this before. So I'm trying to do this for my friend and, you know, you're trying not to be like, it's like, you're like, oh, I need to stand a little bit more, tighten your tummy a little bit. And so it's easier for your friend to find your layer of fat and skin because you're like, you don't want to be all squishy and you don't want to be as squishy as like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you're like, oh man, I'm definitely be fat. You're going to have to do all these calculations. You have to figure out your own measurements and do your calculations and all this stuff, this data you have to collect on yourself. You're in college, so you never know. You might enjoy a couple more beers or or cocktails than you normally would. My professor comes up to me and, like, he, my friend was trying to be really nice and she was taking the tricep, um, the measurement on your tricep. And she's trying to be nice and, and grab my arm right? And he comes up to her. He's like, no, 
you have to grab the fat, pull it away. So he grabs my arm with his thumb and his forefinger, like the side of it, not even the, the little bits at the end, but the side of his finger grabs my, like squeezes my arm, grabs the, the adipose tissue and pulls it away. And he's like, that's what you measure, which was a lot bigger than what she was measuring. Because oh. <laughs> she was trying to be nice. Because <laughs> we're both, we're all like you know it's a little self conscious. You're literally in a sports bra and shorts, like it with like you know lots more people in this class, and some people you like, and some people you don't, and some people are really really pretty and really really fit, and you're you know and you're wherever you are. <laughs> so you know, and I'm not saying I was fat, but I wasn't like an athlete. You know, I ran and did things and you know enjoyed fitness and i had to do it because it's kinesiology major they make you do a bunch of classes anyways for your major so anyways so like it was one of the most i felt really bad about myself because i was like wow my arm has a lot more fat in it because i didn't have anything to compare it to so i understand what you mean by you're like um i need something to compare this to and we went and we did the whole thing and we did all the measurements like, cause you have seven points of measurement. You have like your back, um, where kind of your scapula is, you have your tricep, you have like where your stomach is, where your quad is, where your hip is like all these different places that your body stores fat. And it gives you a really, I mean, it gives you a great reading. I'm not, not even complaining. It's, it's a really, really good data, but to put that human element into it and that super embarrassing, uh, cause you're, again, you're in this, you're trying not to be like, like, dang, I thought I was really in shape, but you're like, no, I guess I'm not. You know no. what I mean? Um, it's just that mental play. And I remember sitting back being like, dang, I need, do I need to start running more? You know what I mean? And you're like, wait, no, I'm, I'm running enough already. I'm running for a half marathon. Like what, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just all this mental play that you've got going. And mm-hmm. so I understand putting the emotion into it. And so that's kind of why I tried to coach you when you do this, take that emotion out and just put the data point in. Cause at least you're at home. You don't have your friend sitting here pinching your, your belly with 30 other people in the room in sports bras and uh, shorts. <laughs> yes. a teacher that's basically calling you fat or you interpret it as that where he's like, He's, I mean, he's just trying to get teach you how to get good measurements. I get it. But shit, man. Can mm-hmm. you go at it a little differently? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. no, it's fine. I mean, but that's what the totally fine. I mean, it's a good experience for me because I'm not, I mean, we can all say, oh, that sucks. Eh, you know what? That taught me a lot because then now I get to draw upon my experience with that, which wasn't amazing, but it is what it is. And to be able to coach people like yourself. Mm-hmm. So everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? I got I got that great experience so I can relate to other people and maybe change their mindset with something different. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for you it was in college is when you oh, yeah. first had mm-hmm. measurements kind of put in your brain. That's so, that's very interesting. Um, I, I became self-conscious about my measurements in junior high. Uh, I should kind of preface this a little bit. I got measurements in college because I was a kinesiology major. 
me back way, 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 way up. I started dancing in a ballet company when I was three years old. Okay, there we go. That's see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, (laughs) I don't want this college stuff. (laughs) I want to dig deep. (laughs) No, so everybody has a story when it comes to to identity and to this and that and themselves and whatnot. Like everybody does. I was, and I don't know if anybody knows about this. We do not need to have this whole topic on me, by the way, today. But, um, but I can share with you because I can relate. Uh, I'm an athletic build. I was built. I look like a soccer player. I look like, you know, I got, I got legs and I, I'm never going to be skinny. And I realized that a long time ago. But, um, when I was three years old and going up in a ballet company, a incredibly prestigious ballet, ballet company, where it's not just performance, it's looks, it's aesthetics, it's the whole thing. Like, that culture is incredibly hard on your body and very demanding. Like, if you're not 100 pounds, like, what are you doing, fatty? Correct. You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. Yeah. So, I love, love the ballet and the dance and the things like that. Like, I absolutely love it. But, I mean, like, you know, that's a flip side to each thing. So, I understand when you're sitting there, like, don't forget, three years old, growing up in that kind of a culture. You know what I mean? And then also in San Diego when you're, I was a big, you know, surfing, surfer in high school and all that kind of stuff and dance. So everything that had to do with like performance and aesthetics. So that was always still in the back of my mind, you know? So, but I think the thing that I've grown from all this, like, yeah, there's definitely parts of my body that's not a fan of for sure. You know, I'd love to change or whatnot. But also I remember like, Oh yeah, this body can do this. This body can do this. Like this body has taken me through half marathons. I've, you know, done whitewater rafting, like, you know, for a guide. I've done like all these things and these experiences and I'm able to do this stuff now. So I'm way easier on my myself and my body because of that. Because I was like, Oh yeah, this is a capable body. I'm strong. I am I like to do things and my body will let me do them. So I think that's part of the, that was part of the things that I was growing up is like, yes, it's the aesthetics, but it's also like, what can you do? Like, what do you do? Like how high, you know, I learned all that growing up. So, you know what I mean? Like for me, it was a, it's a shift in mindset. I wasn't just focused on the aesthetics. Yeah, it does make sense. And thank you for sharing. I liked hearing that. Of course. Well, I guess, you know, I'm not perfect for sure. But I don't think anybody really is. And if they are, they're, they're mm-hmm. eating for they're eating for fuel and not for funsies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But I yeah, I mean, I think it's it's important for if you're going through something to have the somebody that you're leaning on be able to relate to you and understand to you and to be able to share and be like, Yeah, dude, I totally get it. I was there. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're like, well, who is this person? Because you only see me for who I am. You only know me for who I am right now. We've only known each other for X amount of years. I don't even know how many years. But, like, you didn't know me all, like, growing up into who I am today now. You just know me for who I am now. So learning about those past experiences and, and what I bring to the table through through my perspective and eyes and why I have that, totally, like, it just creates, I think, a better relationship and understanding and um yeah because dude i've struggled with all sorts of crazy nonsense you're talking to the girl that was allergic to grass growing up get that one so oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so so there's also yeah i'm really happy i'm happy to share i'm not afraid of it it's part of what makes me who i am today well that's the whole reason why i'm doing this podcast you know is to reach out to people and i'm doing this journey and guess what i'm wanting to hear everybody's journeys journey you know so Uh i love it and i i enjoy learning about other people and and what they've been through and it helps you to be a better person i think and grow and learn as a as a person uh, the, the first time I really learned about measurements was from an ACDC song. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I think it's uh, Dirty Deeds. There's a line in there where he says 362436. And I never knew what that meant. So one day I finally asked my parent, I can't remember who it was I asked, what does that mean? And they said, what? And I go in the song. He says, three, six, two, four, three, six. What does that mean? And they go, oh, they're referring to measurements. And I was like, what? And they go, yeah, measurements on your body. And I was like, well, what's three, six, two, four, three, six? And they were like, supposedly that's the bet. That's like the measurements of a perfect woman. So 36 in the bust, 24 in the waist, 36 in the hips. And so that for me is when it all kind of got put in my brain and uh, yeah, but now that we've talked about measurements, we are going to go on with our next topic after this break. Okay. So we're talking about this whole measurement thing. Right. Um, and, and you're, you were talking about how like, you're like, I need a goal. I need, I need an idea. Like what is my idea? So you have something to relate to, but Here's an interesting thought, and this is just a thought. Man, I'm full of thoughts today. What if you got to where you wanted to be, and then you took those measurements, and that's your like your happy place, kind of in a way, you know, whatever that is. So instead of having the Jessica Rabbit 36, 24, 36, right? You figured out what your your Jessica Rabbit, your measurements are. You know what I mean? So that can end up being like your where you should be or need to be, or like if that's where your body should should be. You know, you know what I mean? Like versus having a goal with that one, like why don't you just see where that one goes? Okay, cool. Like you're you've lost your you know what is that end your end result? We've lost the forty pounds, right? And you end up having a forty inch booty of pure muscle. Holy cheese and crackers, by the way, I don't think you would ever buy a drink ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. You know what I mean? But like, what, what, like, what does that actually mean? Like, uh, if you had, if like you got to your end weight and you took those measurements and you're like, okay, that's my baseline. Not like what it should be, like what is suggested, you know, but like, what's your baseline? Okay. When I'm in tip-top shape, I know that my body has blah, blah, blah inches around my, my quads, around my glutes. I have this, my waist is this small, and my chest is this size, and my neck is this size. That's my, like, that's when I'm at optimum. That's when I'm high, like, high functioning, right? And just seeing where that is versus, like, oh, this is the goal I need to get to. We're already getting to a goal of, like, losing the weight, Right. 
Yes. Well, already getting to the goal of changing your muscle mass, your lean to non-lean, your body composition. So why just let that be organic and just say, okay, cool, this is where I end up having to be. And then as you go along life, then you can even tune in with those measurements and you're like, oh, I'm gaining a little bit of weight. You're like, oh, shoot, or ah, I've you know, gained the weight and I need to bring it back down. Cool. Now I know where my measurements are, my optimal my optimal measurements are, and then always have that as a reference. You know what I mean? What if you looked at it that way? I love that idea. I think Just, it works. I think that's perfect. Because it takes the expectation out of it, and it also takes the shittiness out of it if you don't reach that number. Mm-hmm. That's the mental, like, that's the whole, like, beat yourself up for it because you might not have that body type. I don't know if I'll ever have a 30 something or 24 inch waist. That might not be my, you know, jam. That might not be how my body works. So, um, so why not just take it, leave it as is and then see where it goes. And because you end up putting yourself in like a much better mental state with that too. Something you're proud of. So you're like, yeah, I got a 40 inch, but what of it? I do squats, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Versus versus 36 or what you're supposed to be at five foot something. Right. Well, so I don't, <laughs> I should clarify. I don't want to be 36, oh, yeah. 24, 36. That's just the first time that I learned what measurements were. And right. for a 12 year old girl who already has body issues and body image issues gets that thrown, not thrown at them. I shouldn't say that, but gets that education as Uh to it's in this song. It's in this popular song by, by one of my favorite bands still, even to this day. And that is described as the perfect measurements for a woman that as a 12 year old girl, Uh you know, that got that seed got planted in there type of thing. It's written into your story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I like that idea though, because that's a really good way of looking at data collection and, you know, taking that data when I'm at a spot that I like. Yvain really likes that idea Mm -hmm. as well. (laughs) That's what I mean. Mm Mm-hmm. So then it doesn't become scary when you take those those measurements in a month. Did I get close to that goal? Did I lose weight? Did I, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're collecting. Okay, cool. You're like, hey, I leaned out. Great. I changed my body composition. I have a quarter of an inch taken off or changed or something, you know? Mm, good you can't see it, but I'm giving a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so let's move on to the topic that we kind of discussed for today. And Uh the reason why we're discussing it is because this has affected my ability to work out and even do my job. I had to be really, really slow doing my job. And that is dealing with insane neck pain. I don't know what I am doing while I sleep because I know it's got to be while I sleep, but it is 
really bad. And when you have an injury or you're in pain, it can make things so difficult. It's even the smallest task can be triggering. Like I have to be careful when I drive because to look over into my blind spot, I have to turn my head. So every single time I go to look to the left or the right, I get this sore pain or this sharp pain and it doesn't feel good. And it has affected my ability to do things. I'm even waking up with headaches now. So let's talk about that. When I wake up in dealing with this pain, I've been taking ibuprofen and I roll my I roll my head in circles like eight times each side and I do stretches where I'm, you know, ear to one shoulder, ear to the other side and doing stretches like that. It's not letting up and I'm so over it <laughs> because it's so limiting. Okay, so sleep is an interesting thing. So there's like multiple topics on sleep, by the way, that we could talk, we could go over and do and yes. talk about. Yes, I think um, if we want to talk about sleep broadly, like as a subject of weight loss and what it does, you know, that is definitely doable because it is a very important component. But this is more something very specific and small that is greatly affecting, I can see that it is affecting my daily routine and I don't know how to fix it because I've kind of done everything that I can to fix it. So, and when I sleep, it's not like I wake up in the middle of the night hurting. I wake up, I sleep through the night. I wake up with this neck pain and that's also kind of really interesting because I'm not waking up in pain. It's not like I'm having sleepless nights. I'm sleeping. When I my head hits the pillow to when I wake up, I am asleep. So, but it's affecting my ability to to do my day and to push and pull and lift and turn and yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Um uh, we all know that first it's uh, Mm, sorry I'm collecting my thoughts here um so pain pain is one of those first things that like it's a limiting factor as well and if you are in pain it is much harder for you to stay motivated to do the things and to to do the things that you want to do so the first thing is like maybe to addressing things at the foundational level of getting yourself out of pain first so you can stay motivated to continue doing what you want to do i.e work out lose weight all the things right um and we still didn't talk about the pota- the sweet potato thing. We'll have to maybe put a table on that one because otherwise it's going to be a really long podcast. Um, uh, no, I, I was I planning on addressing that later. Okay, cool. Um, sorry. So first we need to figure out the foundational stuff of uh, body alignment and posture because that's really what you're discussing. You're not discussing sleep itself. You're discussing the posture and alignment of it. So uh, the one thing I can say that you can do is looking at your neck alignment and in your pillow. You know what I mean? When you're asleep, does that change? Do you end up like, you know, do you end up, uh, is your head higher than your body? Are your, is your neck forward, you know, like an, a forward tilt position or a head tilting position? Look at where your body is in a, in, 
in like where your neck is in, in comparison to your body. Is it in front of your body? Is it cocked to the side? When you're turning your head, do you sleep in some weird positions? Does that happen? So I found working with a lot of people, you can get the best intentions of putting yourself in like the neutral spot or the laying on your back to sleep the best posture, the best postural sleep or blah, 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 or this or that. I mean, maybe looking at a different pillow or choosing a smaller pillow so your head is stacked over in line, your ears are in line with your shoulders. I mean, that's part of it. The other part is, as the things that we can do, because you can't control what you're doing in your sleep, right? But you can control what you're doing when you're awake. So, um, let me think, where am I going with this? Okay, so maybe you're like, yes, I'm stretching my neck. Yes, I'm doing that. Well, maybe your head is in front of your body when you're asleep, so your chin is forward. So you have this kind of tilt forward in your head posture. So you end up, like, your muscles are really, really tight and contracted in the front of your neck and the anterior chain of your body. And your posterior chain of your body is really relaxed and overly stretched and not engaged. So maybe what you need to do is start to strengthen or realign your posture when you wake up by releasing the muscles that are tight but also strengthening the muscles or kicking in those muscles that have been overly stretched for the eight hours of sleep. So resetting yourself in alignment, which is something I teach. Yeah. So, yeah. and There was a lot happening there with that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and that's oh. kind of why I'm, people are kind of noticing that I'm even more quiet or I'm, I'm looking down a lot and that's because that's the position that is the least amount of pain. So I hate yeah. that I do that. And I did try that move that you showed me where you like pull your neck, you know, essentially you're trying to give yourself a double chin, you know, yeah, but I just did that movement, you know, six times, like you showed me to help with that nerve that occurs in that area. And it's, it hurts more. Well, of course it hurts more because you're super stretched out right there. Because what happened is you tip the scales and you keep tipping the scales when you look down to stretch your neck. You need to stretch your neck. All right. Okay. So yes, I can see this. All right. When your head is in front of your body and then you try and stretch your neck by dropping your head down or forward, mm-hmm. the stretching was already stretched out. Okay. So you have to bring your head back over your body because what happens is that entire fascial line from the toes to the whole posterior chain of your body connects into up through your neck into your head. And what's happening is you're just pulling and pulling and pulling on that, that portion of your body and neck. We can fix that. So that's a completely different podcast because that's all about like fixing the postural stuff with it. Um, so the simple thing is you need to stretch your neck and then bring your head back over your body, which is strengthening the muscles that are overly stretched and uh, neuro- neuromuscularly disconnected to your, to your holding your head off straight. But I think what is another thing is addressing the pain in the mental part too. Because if you're in pain, you're not going to move. If you're not going to move, you're not going to get the thing. And you're going to end up spiraling into that, why am I doing this? Why, you know, like you can see how you can end up spiraling. You know what I mean? Yes. It's very easy. Right. It's super easy. And this is probably where a lot of people quit. 
because they're like, oh, I'm in pain. This hurts. Well, it's going to be really hard for me to start. We'll screw it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, let's make this clarification really quickly. And I'm sure I can speak for you on this one. We're not talking about like pain when you work out, you know, when you're working out your muscles and you're like doing push-ups or squats and it, it hurts and you have that uncomfortable feeling that is where you're tearing down your muscle and building it back up again. So we're not talking about that pain. We're talking about injury. Yes. We're talking about injury to the body that makes other activities non-productive or even dangerous because you'd probably end up doing them wrong. So I just wanted to make that clarification because working out can be painful. <laughs> yeah. It's not supposed to be comfortable. <laughs> we're we're no, breaking your body down. So um Okay. This so, is different. Yes. This is an imbalance of muscles. It's an imbalance from front to back. That's what's happening. Because you're overly activated in the front and disassociated disassociated or disactivated in the back. That's really what's happening. The push pull, the pulley system, the teeter totters off. Okay. And your body's telling you that you keep your toners off, but the only way it knows how to, which is a pain response. So you got to put the teeter totter back to neutral. How do you do that? Strengthen the, the weak and stretch the front. Also, throw in stretching your shoulders too, because your shoulders and neck are really like a complex that should be between each other. Mm-hmm. So neck and shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I run into that a lot at work, actually. So that's one of the things is. I mean, there's so much more to it, but obviously you're throwing your posture off, your posture, your alignment, posture, whatever you want to call it, whatever verbiage, um, when you sleep. So it wears your head in relation to your body, but then how can you reset it when you wake up? And then how do you combat the pain when you're still trying to do your accomplish your goals? How do you get over that hurdle? Are you asking me how I do it now, or are you saying, how can you do it in the future? No, how are you going to do it? How are you going to get over this? Like, we, we already, like, we'll figure out how to fix your, 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 your neck. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's my job. But how are you going to get over this mentally? How are you going to push through this? I... What are you going to be more mindful of? I'm going to be more mindful of... Knowing that there are resources out there. So, for example, taking ibuprofen as an anti-inflammatory. I'm thinking, would a warm compress be good or a a warm, warm, like a heating pad or something be better? Um, And, like, do that. And then maybe... Because we're talking about mindset before going to bed, getting in what is the ideal position, and then before going to bed saying, I'm going to sleep in this position. (laughs) Am I close? No. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Well, I I tried. I answered the question. I'm so proud of you. You can't see inside my head. Um, No. Uh, what I'm talking about is if you can't work out to what you've been wanting to do, how are you going to continue to achieve your goal of weight loss? So what other components can you 
do you have control of right now because you're not able to work out as intense as you normally would, i.e. Diet. Uh-huh. Your stress, your sleep, your, like, all of those other things that you're in control of to keep yourself empowered and to not fall victim to your pain and that spiraling down. Yeah, I can't work out right now as hard as I would be, but you know what? Awesome. I'm going to be way more mindful of what I put in my mouth so that when I get back to working out, it's not completely terrible. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm sorry. I misunderstood the question. <laughs> totally fine. I probably didn't set it up for you to knock it down either. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. So making sure to stay on course with the diet and maintaining positive mindset outlook. All the other bits. Yeah. 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 Which I have been doing staying Good. if anything with my diet I've been making sure to be mindful of what I'm putting in my body that causes inflammation. Yeah. Which you we know. talked about. Good. Yeah. You're on so. this whole journey with that too. Yeah. Mhm. Awesome. Yeah, so, so the it's fixing the neck—that's my job. That's my like—that's my my little job. That's my day job. Mm-hmm. All that, right? So, and that's the seeking help like that other people are probably, you know, pop, people would do. But we're not talking about how to fix your neck in this podcast. We're talking about the other bits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know? Correct. And speaking of diet, I. <sighs> I did buy the sweet potato slices and okay. probiotics. They're like these gut shots that you can buy at like Sprouts. And yeah. I've been doing that. I haven't had the only grains that I've had since the last time we talked was some rice like half a cup of rice and the sweet potato slices I had to change it up because unfortunately the size that they are it's not they're not all the same size there's some small pieces and bigger pieces that's not very doable for like peanut butter toast so I've been doing scrambles instead so having like a morning scramble before um, trying to do bread with them. And plus they take a while to actually roast and get nice and warm and crispy. So, but it's really good. And for dinner the other night, instead of having noodles, we had zoodles. We, cause I have a spiralizer. So we made sweet potato noodles and they were delicious cause we roasted them in the oven. So it's going pretty good. And the only thing with it is, though, is I'm not really seeing a whole bunch of results right now, or I can't really f- notice a difference. So as far as has it really impacted my lifestyle or my progress, I can't say that right now because I don't have anything to go off of, really. So I'd rather wait to talk about that next week. Because then I'll have a better idea of what impact it had. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. 
But I like it. It's good. It's, you know, it's kind of tough because I got really yummy apricot preserves and it would go really good on toast. But I did have them on some of the sweet potato slices. It was pretty good. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, So that is going well. As far as a, a progress report on that, that goal of cutting out bread or bread slices for a meal has been successful. And I've even had it transfer to other meals as well. Yay. Yay. Win. See? Week two of win. Week two. Okay. So, Lorraine, let's talk about goals for the following week and figure out what I can look forward to and what you can look forward to for next week. Sound good? Okay. So your homework, do you remember what your homework is? <laughs> yeah, I have to do a bunch of, I have to do a bunch of calculating. Say again, you're mumbling. I, I should do a bunch of calculating and research. I'm fine with that. That's good. It's a good refresher for me. It's good. Yay. I'm cool with it. Um, I don't feel like you have a lot of change happening this week, though. I don't. That's fine. Freaking keep plugging on, then. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I think, continue with what I'm doing. You know, weigh myself on Sunday. Yep. Weigh myself. Yep. And it, I think, too, what I'll do is... Once I'm done with my week of cutting out bread, uh-huh. I will eat some bread and see what happens. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then I'll be able to say that. So my goal no is to eat some bread. No cheese with it. There you go. And just don't eat cheese with that bread. <laughs> okay. That's no fine. Bread? I just want my apricot preserves, dude. I just yeah, want to toast okay. some bread and have some apricot <laughs> preserves. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, but no cheese, because remember that will skew our results. Right, no cheese. I'll just have apricot preserves. And I can say go. that that would be pretty Standard. control group E there because I had apricot preserves on the sweet potato slices. So if I have apricot preserves on toast for lunch like I did with the slices, the sweet potato slices, we'll get a pretty good idea. Sweet. I'm a fan. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to weigh myself. Episode. What? This is a ridiculous episode, but I love it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's good. It's good. There's a lot of topics. We're talking about Jessica Rabbit and ballet and sweet potatoes. Love it. <laughs> Throw a little bit of ACDC in there. <laughs> yep. Okay, so focus. I'm going to continue with my sweet potato substitute for bread experiment. I'm going to weigh yeah. myself and I'm going to make sure to keep up with my mindset exercises um, while I'm uh-huh. in pain. Uh-huh. Okay. And you are going to do a whole bunch of research. Uh-huh. And fix your, fix your neck. Fix my neck. Okay. Okay, guys, we 
have social media pages. Now Modern Sisyphus has a Facebook page and has Instagram as well. So head on over and start following us, like us, show us a little bit of support. You can go to Modern Sisyphus Podcast on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram at modern underscore Sisyphus underscore podcast. If you would like to email the show, you can get us at sisyphuspodcast at gmail.com. Lorraine, is there anything you would like to promote this week? Yes, I am going to be doing a free workshop on um, how to build lung capacity and breathing. Um, It will be posted on my Instagram details will be posted. It's going to be this Friday. Um, Coming up, I don't say something. I think beginning of May, first-ish day of May. Um, You'll find out. Uh, Details will be posted on my Instagram, foundation underscore movement underscore fitness. Yay. All right. And to you, the listener, thank you for spending your time with us. Remember to stay safe as we go through this unprecedented, difficult time, but keep pushing that boulder and we can do this together. All right. Bye. Bye.